So when I was growing up, we were about the only cousins who didn't live on the farm, and so we would drive up north, north of New Hampton on Sundays a lot of time to visit relatives. And one of the lessons that I learned in listening to my dad was we'd be driving down the highway and he'd say, oh, they have three harvesters. And they'd say, oh, that guy put up two more. They've got seven harvesters. So I understood that it was kind of a rating system for how successful the farmers were. Uh, and as you look at that, and then he would say, now look at their outbuildings, or they've got all their fence lines cleaned up. And I thought, okay, no wonder you want me to clean the garage. And so as we think about that, though, these readings this week, and the first from Ecclesiastes and the second one with the gospel today, uh, really brings us down to really what really matters. And if this is something I've heard a million times, it's what the reading's about today, fighting over the farm. Fighting over the farm. Now you can put whatever the inheritance is, but this is what the examples were today. And the first one from the book of Ecclesiastes has the writer saying, oh, vanity of vanities. He's kind of saying the, that word translates into the word breath. It doesn't last long. And he says, what's the use? You work and work and work. And then he says about three verses down, the writer says, you work and work and work, and then somebody else gets it, and they didn't work for it. Sound familiar? I hear a lot of people talking like that. And then he goes on to say, you know, and you work and work and work, and really what happens is if you work really hard, you get more work because you're successful. And there's more things that happen. And so in the final analysis, you say, oh, man. And so it's easy to become a hamster in a cage. Even if you're a successful fat hamster, it's over and over and over again, and where does it end? And frankly, those who die with the most toys still die. So we lock that into the gospel that we have today, and I think it gives us even more to think about. And so several weeks ago, we had uh, Martha saying to Jesus, tell my sister to help me. So now you've got this guy in the crowd who comes up to Jesus and says, you tell my brother to give you my share in the inheritance. And Jesus says, hey, that ain't my job. Who set me up as your arbitrator? But then he gives us a teaching that's really important for us to think about. It really is founded on the foundation of gratitude. But he talks about this idea about the guy who is very successful in his farming business. And it's kind of fun because he says, you know, look, I've got a great harvest. What am I going to do with it? He doesn't ask God that. He asks himself that. And so his self says, self, I'm going to put up more storage so that my grain and my goods, we got all kinds of stuff. And then I'm going to say, you know what? I'm sitting fat and sassy. I can eat, drink, and be merry. And God lovingly looks at him and says, you fool. Because when you're dead, where's it going to go? And then he teaches that those who are storing up for themselves treasures in this life versus those who store for themselves treasure in heaven. And so it made me think a couple of things this week as I was preparing for this, is that what if we spent one quarter, maybe one eighth of the time that you and I spend during the week on all this other stuff, what if we spent that on our spiritual lives? 
what kind of yield, what kind of harvest would we have? You say, oh, well, you know, we're, we're really busy. We didn't get to church this weekend. Or, or, you know, the kids have to have a job so they don't get to church on weekends. What are you storing up? What are you storing up? And so he talks about the idea about the difference between storing up for what's on earth and for what's in heaven. And that's where that second reading today really comes in and helps us to look at that from a little bit different perspective, but just as importantly. And so we're told, Paul's telling us, that we are, since we have been made with Christ. So that's not an option for us. We've all been baptized. So we are all in Christ. So if we are with Christ, then we need to be trying to focus on the things that are above. Because when we only focus on the things below, that's really where our problems start, where our anxiety is. And so that's why they gave this example about there are no Greeks or Jews or circumcised or uncircumcised because in heaven there are no us and thems. And so if we make blanket statements about, about certain groups of people or certain uh, nationalities or, or certain religions or non-religions and there, there's, no, there's no division, there's no us and them in Christ. And so if we feel still drawn to that and we make those kinds of judgments about other people, then we know we got a ways to go yet. Because in Christ, those divisions don't exist. In the same way, the more earthbound we are and we're storing up for ourselves uh, stuff, a lot of times that's when we get really defensive about, well, those people can do this. I worked hard for this. This is mine. They can do the same. But if God is our umbrella, if God is our focus, if God is our context, the me naturally is going to become more we than not. So if we're kind of hoarders in this life, what would happen if we tried to hoard our spirituality or our holiness? That's really what this is about. There's always more work. You know, the, the old saying goes, your inbox is never empty. But what part of the day, what part of our life uh, goes to God? A great way to check our values, I said this to you before, like we heard it in a, a conference that we had as priests, that if you really want to know where your values are, look at your calendar and your checkbook. Where do you spend the most of your time and where do you spend the most of your resources? Now, you and I live in the breadbasket of America. And despite the economy, we are better off than most people. But do we realize that? Are we grateful about that? And more importantly, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? Or are we putting up more bins? I guess they don't do that as much anymore, but there are other ways to, to save. None of this is a right, and all of this is a gift. That's what the scriptures say today. None of this is a right. And all of this is a gift. So you may be a tremendously hard worker, but your ability to work is a gift. Your health is a gift. The economy and the opportunity you have to work is a gift. And so Jesus was just saying, okay, let's, what are we stacking up for? Where is this all headed? So on these nice uh, summer days, and we do a little vacationing or getting time away, it's a great time to look at the big picture. 
you know, like the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, where's this all going? What's the meaning and what's the purpose of all this time and energy? It's not a bad thing. It's not an either or, but it needs to be a both and. It needs to be a both and. So as we continue to pray, we ask God to open up our hearts, not to be so earthbound that we slice and dice and figure out who's in and who's out, but to realize that all we have is a gift and we are called to be that gift to others. You fool, this night your life will be, will be asked of you. And to whom will all this piled up wealth of yours belong? Depends on if we're storing it up for just here or if our eyes are still faced on heaven. <laughs>